0: This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. Every type has a strategy, a go-to plan to get what they need in life. And after two years of doing this podcast, I think we can certainly confirm that the 8 strategy, if you were to sum it up, is basically to go at her and get her done. It's to actively pursue on a spectrum of intensity but certainly across the board with a level of intensity nonetheless. And what is the strategy for? This short season is all about that. It's all about how we use our strategy in the service of three main functions. They're called instincts. It's about survival. A third of us eights are using our go-getter strategy in the service of self-protection and resource protection. Another third of us eights are using our go at it, go getter strategy in the service of following that mysterious but undeniable unseen energy that leads to attraction and that forges deep lasting friendships and relationships with people. And the last third of us eights are using that strategy of pursuit and forward momentum in the service of building a whole network of connection that holds us all together and moves us all forward. In this episode, we're starting with the basics. What even are instincts? Why are they important? And then we'll break it down from there okay hi hi we're back apart
1: from our interview with carrie it's been about two years since we just did you and me chatting oh yeah just the two of us yeah Yeah, it has been a long time you'll have to excuse my voice i have a really bad cold (laughs) i'm gonna sound terrible but we're going for it anyway so we in classic us
0: style we should have done this series really to begin with (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we're hopping around, but know that what we're about to talk about is actually more
1: foundational than we even realize. That's part of it, too. I don't think we knew how important important this is. And actually, somebody said it in a podcast I listened to where they said they think now they would recommend people learn their instincts prior to their number. And I think coming out of the research for this series, I'd have to agree. Would Mm -hmm. you say so? Yeah, and I also
0: think that after all of our time kind of getting an imprint on tri-type and whether someone's an eight or a seven or whatever, it's easier to identify someone based on their instinct. It just is the first thing that us body types
1: can sense in somebody. You can get hung up and confused between certain numbers that look the same when actually it's just your instinct that's playing in more. Right, right? because
0: as you'll see, sexual types will feel very four-ish, for example. They'll feel eight-ish, so even if you're not an eight, whereas self pres feels more five, maybe more one and then social is more seven-ish maybe more two-ish yeah so you can see how you can get so easily confused whereas if you get this sorted out
1: first then you have a better sense of what types you aren't anyway and it just makes the total typing process a little bit more understandable Mm -hmm. as a whole yeah all right let's begin
0: let's jump in let's start with just basic definitions so uh what are instincts
1: So Beatrice tells us that our instincts refer to our biological survival drives. So when we're healthy, they flow as they need. When we're in personality, which is our lower level of consciousness, our instincts are driven by the priorities of our limited view of what we need to survive. So So our instincts are what we instinctually do to survive, right? It's how we maneuver through the world based on surviving mechanisms, I guess. So if you think of
0: the world as requiring three basic functions for us all to live, it's pretty much that it's divided into one third, one third, one third, and a third of us fixate on one part, and the next third focuses on another and another. So (laughs) at its best, it means that each of us really are moving forward a very important piece of binding the world together and moving the world forward. But at worst, we are two thirds totally blind to the way the world works. Or what it means to be human.
1: And I think it's one of the biggest misconceptions of why we think people should just behave like us. Mm-hmm. Right. We also often walk through the world thinking, I don't understand, like, you just need to do this better. But it's not their instinct. It's not how they operate through the world. It's sort of like the numbers are different. And we expect the same out of other numbers prior to learning the Enneagram mm-hmm. that you should be like us eights. But this is just broader. It's just it's more, more overworking. Yeah. Exactly. So if you could give a rundown, Joe, of your understanding of each instinct. So there's three, the self-preservation, the sexual and the social Do you want to give us what your sort of understanding of each of those would be? So the self president people in my life, I always
0: kind of associate with home and hearth is what I always say. So there's a sense in which they kind of take care of their nest and they are like collectors and there's just a lot of boundaries around their stuff and around their bodies. How about
1: you? Oh, yeah. The boundaries is a big thing for the people I know who are self-prez. Boundaries around um, like healthy eating and exercise and finances and um, love their home. I have one friend who is self-prez first, and I always think of her when I think she talks a lot about every time she moves, she needs to get all her stuff in place right away so she can feel cozy again. Totally right? cozy. Yes. yes. Big yeah.
0: Time. As for sexual, of course, that's my first. That, I always call it um, going towards the energy. It's being hooked into an energy and basically hunting it down, drilling deep for it in people and being completely bored if they don't have it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would say for me, my understanding is more that it is yeah deeper connection, not surface level. Like you're getting below the surface. If you can imagine an arrow or a, a person, like you're digging in deep as opposed to broad or or gathering all the people, you're going deep in the one person and it's connecting in an intimate or purposeful way. Like you matter. I made a
0: joke the other day that a good nickname for us sexual types is a gold digger, <laughs> but not in the not sense in the- you would think
1: <laughs> because I'm looking for golden people and I can always find it. Yeah. Yeah. I heard um, on another podcast, I don't know if you'd agree with this, but they often refer to the sexual as the pioneer. Interesting. What have you heard that, that before? I don't even know what that means. Because they're always, in order to survive, they had to plant things and they had to go deep and they had to put roots in and they had to, right? And they cultivate yep. what they, they plant. Yeah, that fits. Now yeah. that you say that.
0: Okay. So social. is me. I so have you in my mind <laughs> and my brother-in-law as well. And I, I see you guys as making connections and he kind of knows a guy for everything he needs. There is just, uh, I know a guy. They're, they're the, I know a guy. Yeah, I, kind I know of a thing. lot of those guys. Yes. <laughs> but it's not
1: just for you. It's to serve the good of something bigger. Yes. Yeah? Does yeah. that fit? I think it is sometimes for me, but it's, that's where I would feel like that's a little bit more sexual. The, the social for me primarily is connecting humans to humans mm-hmm. and for purposes that matter, right. whatever they may be.
0: And I think of you as people that tend to make bigger things happen. It just feels like
1: big things happen. I, so I think with socials, we have the kind of superpower where we can see people's strengths and I know how to utilize them. So we can make bigger things happen, but not necessarily because we are creating the bigger thing. It's that we can like utilize humans to then become a big group of humans to go do bigger things.
0: Okay, we're going to drill way deeper into each of those. But let's just first discuss what a subtype is. So now that we have those instincts, when we talk about subtypes or instinctual variants is the other thing you
1: might hear, what are those? Nine types matched with the three instincts. So So nine times three. Exactly. So every eight will have, you know, three types, the social, the self president or the sexual and so on with every number. Yeah. What uh,
0: Beatrice Chestnut says is the subtypes are the 27 more nuanced versions of the main type with distinct traits and patterns. So you get the three instincts times the nine types. So for example, if I'm an eight and there are three instincts, I could be one of three things. I could be a sexual eight, a self-preservation eight, and a social eight. And so, of course, this is the Enneagram eight podcast. And so what we're going to do with this mini series is we're going to explore in depth what that looks like. In each eight. In each eight.
1: Yeah. It's also another way that we can remember when we're typing by two eights or two people trying to type as eights might look a little bit different or quite different. And you guys will have heard that come up pretty frequently in our tri-type episodes, right? And you got it matters with tri type too, right? And even with this, you can have two people with that are both eights with the same stacking, but two totally different tri types. And there's just small things that are are different.
0: Now, Aaron and I, as you know, we don't talk about wings a lot. And uh, Catherine and Beatrice Chestnut would kind of back us up in the sense that they would agree that they are so much less important than this is that these instincts seem to drive things far, far more than wings. And so we continue
1: yeah. to hold <laughs> zero interest for wings. So, <laughs> But also I think it's worth noting that sometimes too, when people say, oh, I, I have a strong this wing, often it is actually your subtype mistyping for a wing. So if you are a self-prez four, you might think, oh, I, I lean five, like I have a strong five wing, but it might actually just be that you're self-prez and self-prez often looks like a five. Right. That is true. Just to confuse the whole Enneagram process a little more. But, but yeah, an
0: example of that is Erin and I both have seven wings. So if that really mattered, then that would have way more weight and we'd be far more similar. And yet <laughs> it is because she's social and I'm sexual that all of our differences really yeah. come from that. Yeah. Like more than even her three and my four. absolutely. All right, so we're going going to start to talk through some of the people we listen to, some of the experts and and go to people, what they have to say generally about instincts. So John Lukovich is one of the members of the big hormone podcast. So what he says is that the instinctual drives are motivations to meet a specific biological and emotional need. So the stacking determines where our energy and motivations lie and which instinctual needs are given more priority and weight. He is just reminding us that our instincts are where we fixate. Like type, we tend to focus and fixate on certain things to the neglect of other things.
1: So I would like to rephrase that a little bit because I don't feel like for me fixate resonates, even though I understand what you're saying. For me, it would be, it's my default mechanism that I'm not even aware I'm doing. It's my natural state of being. I don't even think of what I'm doing or why I'm doing it or how I'm doing it. And it's how I operate to survive, but it's not intentional, but all my focus does go there. The word subconscious should be in there because you're right. It is
0: subconscious. Until you know you're doing it and then (laughs) you want to throw up because it's so (laughs) gross. But also he just kind of warns what happens, like the best of it and the worst of it. When we're like fixated and only able to focus on one area, it robs us of the full aliveness that's possible for each drive. Rather than operating in a way that makes us more alive and healthy, it becomes habit And reactionary Mm -hmm. And it's basically based more on Instead of doing something Moving towards something with purpose You're avoiding something because of fear And we will talk about that When we talk about our blind spots So that basically, in his words Our instinctual drives can be thought of as gatekeepers Between self-forgetting and freedom So it is like the gateway That we're either trapped behind That blocks us from two-thirds of humanity (laughs) Or or it isn't So we're going to talk a little bit more about that But yeah, so at best, our instincts, we really, really can think of them as what we use to usher people into this aspect of being human, or at worst, it is what cuts us off from two thirds of other humans. Mm -hmm. Just like we can think of our Enneagram type, either eight is the thing we use in service of the other eight types, or it's the thing that keeps us completely set apart and isolated isolated Mm -hmm. from the other types. So just keep that in mind as we're going forward. So another thing John talks about is he says that instinct is totally a body thing. And so as body types, we really should be actually some of the best types at being able to sense what each of these things feel like in our bodies and what people of other instincts feel like. And I think we'd say we would agree. And so what do you think an SX type feels like in your body or the SX function feels like in your body? What a sensation would you attach to the sexual instinct? I I
1: guess it feels invasive a little bit. Yes.
0: Aaron, as a social is saying that that sexual energy feels invasive and I will totally agree and I am one that I can witness my invasiveness on other people I can sense that they're either locked into me and they're letting me in or they're like please stop trying to invade me but I, I am actually pretty aware of my weird ability to penetrate into somebody and also conversely when they're like hell no <laughs> You no. will not, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like I've got tendrils, and some people are like, yeah, I'm here for that. And then other people are like, Look, give me the scissors oh wait, Yes, <laughs> exactly. Okay. And then social
1: energy as a social, how, how do you feel? Like, what do you well, think that's your my energy natural state. I think my, my energy is all encompassing or it's like inclusive. I would use the word inclusive.
0: Um, I have a visual of like arms flung open more. If I'm an arrow. <laughs> shooting into someone you're more like arms open and a hug right. more around mm-hmm. people it's more but at the same time I feel you're less present Mm-hmm. You're more diffuse. You're more spread out.
1: It, it, that's true. Because I think I'm always, I always have a heightened awareness to watching for the other people around. So I'm always like, is there someone to bring in? What's that person doing? Are they okay? And it's hard to hone in on the person in front of me without intention.
0: So when you are locked in, there's like warmth and it's awesome. But you're very rarely locked in because your purview is very wide mm-hmm. on other people. Yeah. So then self-press, <laughs> that's easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait i want to hear what you have to say what's detached. your word? detached <laughs> detached detached like i, I my I word find is,
0: them hard to access yeah they are detached mm-hmm. and just way more barriers so if you're but, in you're in but it, it's just harder to get in <laughs> and i feel
1: like. like yet i'm like how do i get more of this right because they can take care of themselves because they're detached from, are good right that's right you are right the they're sensation more, they seem is more wary
0: wary kind of like
1: watchful. they are wary no they are though that's yeah. just that's a fact i think but they also feel that way
0: i have to win them it takes more time to win them my approach cannot be full-on sexual i can't do no. with them more than any other type i have to be far more slow and cautious on
1: my approach and i think you have to prove you have something of value to them well that i'm safe they have to give you permission to get inside their borders but they only give you permission if, if you hold some sort of value that they see in you
0: Enneagrammer is actually the website that the big hormone, some of them, not all of them run. And it's really helpful in breaking down the instincts. So they make a differentiation between the type and the instinct. So what they say is our Enneagram type is our strategy. And it's used to meet the needs of the drive, the instinctual drive. And so in a nutshell, eight strategies to move towards. And so you could say, as a sexual eight, my strategy is to move towards deep connection. connection, deep penetrating energetic connection. So what would you say the social strategy in the
1: service of social would sound like? It's empowering others. So you would use the cause. strategy of moving towards yeah. mm-hmm. to attain a goal. There you go. Right? How would you see it? We are not self-prez, so it's hard for us to comment on that. But if you had to guess, what would you say self pres in that looks uh, like? I think
0: the strategy is to very aggressively put up boundaries in service of self-protection and protecting your space. But it's still
1: aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) You can let us know if you're self president and you think we're dead wrong. We're not above hearing we're wrong.
0: (laughs) We're going to be interviewing some of you, so you can help.
1: And a thing
0: to note is that people assume that the sexual is the most intense, but that Mm -hmm. is totally not true. You are so invested in protecting your instinct and in kind of elevating it that every single one of those is aggressive in their category. So like I said, you just might experience sexual as more invasive, but it's not more intense. I've
1: actually heard that it is self-prez is the one you think the least, but is actually the one that comes up the most as aggressive because they push so hard against you to protect themselves. I could see that being fair. But I do see that. And also another
0: just general thing you can say is that sexuals are actually the most, so eights are known to be unaffected, like they're invested in not being affected by the world because they don't want to get hurt. And so you can get that um, throw the wall up thing. Of all the instincts, sexuals are the most affected. Mm -hmm. They let people in the most. And that's just by our very nature, because we're trying to get into people and we want them to get into us. And so we look more hearty, we look more. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So those are just some general things to keep in mind. Okay, so it's time to actually start to unpack a little bit more. Again, we're keeping it more high level, more general.
1: What is involved with each of those three instincts? So we're just going to give you a snapshot of what some of the experts, the words they use or the way they describe each of the instincts.
0: So again, John, John Lukovic, he would say social AIDS can be excessively forceful <laughs> in having a strong influence on other people. Yes, Is that true? Yes. To a fault it (laughs) tends to. Yes. And sexual AIDS can be excessively forceful in capturing the interest of the object of their (laughs) desire. I definitely, it has this huntress effect that I cannot deny. And then he would say self-preservation AIDS tend to be excessive and forceful in the pursuit (laughs) of what they believe supports their physical well-being so there you go you nailed it here we go this is a new name we haven't talked about him before his name is mario sakura i actually heard him on i think they do a great job on this podcast it's called fathoms he is a businessman he's also an eight so i thought he was worth listening to he is very confident in his philosophy (laughs) this is very eight ish He gets really annoyed by labels. And so he's annoyed that people are like, I'm self-prez. He's like, it's a verb. It's what you do. It's not who you are. And so his whole thing is that our instincts are a thing that we do. He's not wrong. It's a thing we do. So he has different terminology. So if you are a sexual eight, he says what you are doing is you are transmitting and you're asking how do I get the attention of an energetic match so that I can feel complete and as much as that's disgusting it's true I'm broadcasting that's not disgusting I kind of hate it, it feels weak yeah no it feels I'm obsessed with it oh right which means I'm out of control right and we are out of control in our instinct is yes. the problem yes so a self-pres person is preserving so a self pres 8 mm-hmm. is how do I preserve myself and my resources so that we can outlast the others, <laughs> so that we can survive? Yes. He also has an evolutionary lens. So he's, he's speaking in terms of like our primal. And then you, Aaron, as a social, he says, you are navigators. So you're navigating. How do I understand this group well enough that they don't kick me out and ostracize me? Yep. Yeah. He rocked it? Well enough. Okay, we'll talk more oh. about what he has to say in that uh, a little bit. But
1: So one of the uh, Art of Growth podcasts that we were listening to on Instincts, they refer to the self-preservation as squirreling away nuts for the winter. And the attention goes to... Do I have enough resources? I think they kind of obsess over their resource piece and um, always making sure there's more than enough. They often look outward at others with a lens of like, get healthy, get prepared. They love to feel cozy and warm and they like their safety. So by contrast,
0: the SX, like if, if you are talking about the animal kingdom... And self-prez are like squirrels kind of gathering nuts and whatnot. The SX is that mating drive. And that's where people are like, ew, why does the sexual, why does it have to be called sexual? It's really trying to get across that energetic chemical attraction thing. And that really has to do with finding a mate. But it also has to do with finding people you love who you can be close to. So it's not just that. But so that would be the mating season thing. It's about a deep connection to others. And the lens is always go deeper, come (laughs) closer, and it feels hot. So um, Art of Growth, they're the ones that assign a temperature to each of these. And they would say that self-pres feels warm. That home and hearth comfort thing. Me, as a sexual, they say feels hot. There's like a sizzle energy. And then S-O, actually, they would say feels cool or cold. So... We'll see what you think about that once you read it through. You can't
1: see our notes right now, but Joe has her own notes because she writes in big paragraph form and I can't take my notes from that. So I make it into point form. And then I color coordinated all the social, self-pres and sexual and my sexual color is red. Fiery red.
0: All <laughs> yes, of her <yes>. notes. <laughs> I think nobody would disagree with that,
1: but people might disagree with SO <laughs> as cold. So how do you feel about that? I, I do disagree. I made it green because it's warm and it grows community. <laughs> They describe it as like the wolf pack. The attention is going to how are we doing, which is, I, I agree with that. We. I'm, I'm also looking at we, like, we, we. We, we, we. yeah, no, I'm, I'm always looking at even in my own family, right? Like, how is our family unit doing? How is the group I am, you know, even right now we're, we're running a pilot Enneagram group. We're running that and it's constantly like, you know, what is the feeling I'm getting from everyone individually and then put together as a whole with the group? you can't see me right now, but I'm making this like big encompassing round. <laughs> so, but come on in. The lens is often on others, expecting others to be team players. So I can reflect as not an SO on why they would have said attributed cold
0: and I already mentioned it it's that you feel more spread out it is true right and it's strategy it involves strategy of like um this person needs to be mobilized here and this and this for the (laughs) sake of this and I'm like where are you where are you and I'm
1: thinking I'm so warm because I'm making sure that girl over there isn't feeling like but you're not giving you so loving and I want to bring her in so she feels good so to me I'm like this is this is me being loving and warm but really I'm just not in tune with any one person or present to any one person and i'm sort of standing at the back of the or at the top of the room overlooking the entire room right and i will say i often leave parties and think i, I never made a connection i wanted to talk to this person or that person but i'm so aware of missing out on talking to everyone yeah. that i i often leave without getting any depth i look for it right here here's where the instinct comes in right i feel over compelled To make sure I'm seeing everybody and doing the hopping around piece that I don't actually connect with anyone one-on-one. Right. And then I leave and I regret it. Interesting. I hate it. That's right. Yeah. So that's where you get that cold. I'm not present. Yeah. And I leave knowing I never was present. Right. And that is
0: experienced by people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, you don't yeah. realize
0: it, but it, it like
1: can be actually like, experienced. It's it's a future thing. I'm always moving so far forward to the next, the next, the next that I miss what's here right now. Right. And it happens everywhere. So that's where that comes from. So in. the cold, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I don't like it though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Well, as you'll see, there's plenty to not like about each of these, but um, okay. So art of growth also has a lot to say about subtypes. And so they would say that your instinct expresses through your type. So self pres they link to body. SX, they link to heart. And SO, to head. And that's where you get the head is more cerebral, hence the cold. SX is heart, so hot. And SP, body, is warm. So they say a self pres 8 doubles down on that self-orientedness. And they tend to be more against. There's more of an against quality to them. And they're more detached. Their attention tends to go towards preservation of self and strength. And I know that sounds self-ish it's not necessarily that it's selfish. It's really just where you're focusing, what you choose to do with that, that expresses itself any number of ways. But that's just where your attention tends to go is just let's get my nest in order. Let's make sure my body, it doesn't mean you aren't busy spending yourself on other people in all kinds of ways. So we'll just be clear about that.
1: And the social often is softens the eightish qualities. And I think that's why it's hard for me to associate it with cold. But with eights, we're really intense and we often push hard against people. And when we add the social quality, I'm aware of how people are feeling. So I can adjust to become more gentle or more inclusive or, or whatnot. I don't feel the need to push so hard against people because I'm aware of what they need and they're feeling.
0: And then sexual, you won't be surprised, doubles down on intensity. We have more access to our emotions. And you'll hear often it means that we're an eight that looks a lot more like a four. So a very interesting thing that we came across was our friend, Jerome Lubba, who we've interviewed in the past. He has made a link between each of these instincts and an orientation to time. And this is something we'll actually, we'll just present it to you, but we have to kind of think about it. So he would say the self president instinct is linked to the past. So you'd be asking yourself, what kept me safe before in the past? Social
1: would be looking at the future. We're oriented to the future. What will this mean for the future of everyone? What is the next best step for us to survive? We instinctually consider what's needed next, always next. You heard me say that a minute ago, right? I'm always in the next. And this is important for me.
0: So he says sexual is linked to the present. And when Suzanne Stabil was first talking about orientation to time, she said eights are future, right? Yeah. And I was like, no. That is so inaccurate. And now I know why. And I like see? yes, yes, it yes, is. Yes, she true. Aaron related to that because that lines up with her instinct. But I was like, I am so in the moment, I could not be more locked into the moment. And sure enough, Jerome Lava, who is a neuroscientist, so he's got cred man, street cred. (laughs) He's saying that it's about what is needed right now in this moment in my body. And it's about making those connections that are going to go deep so that you are attached and loyal to someone to start a family, so et cetera.
1: I'm, I'm having flashbacks to the start of the pandemic where I was calling you and saying, do you have food? Like, do you have food stored in your basement? And you're like, no, do I need to get food? And I'm like, yes, go to the grocery store, get toilet paper and water.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, this I'm is, like, how can it. I stay connected to my people and make Today. sure that I can touch them and hug yeah. them? He also made a connection between what that means, like physically. And so he says self president needs the most physical space. Social needs the appropriate amount of physical space, depending <laughs> on the context. So appropriate. And sexuals need no <laughs> physical space, like <laughs> the least amount. They Possible. have no bubble. There's no <laughs> bubble going on. Okay, why don't you tell us um, about the Unpacked? Okay, so
1: I, we, I was listening to the Unpacked podcast, and I love this analogy they used. And so they were talking about each instinct walking into a room. So they said the self-pres goes into a party, walks in the door. They immediately know where the bathrooms are, the exits are, and where the snacks are. They don't eat the snacks because they aren't healthy and they go home early because rest is important. <laughs> the social, I throw the party. I arrange who should bring what based on what people can make. Cause you know, all it's all about their skill sets individually. I know who can lead or play the games. I want to connect with everyone at the party. The sexual walks into a party, scans the room to find the person they can make the deepest, most meaningful connection with, and then spend the whole time in a corner with that person. (laughs)
0: okay that is so true first of all that is literally what happens but also you can see again the cold factor is that the host of a party is usually the most detached from individual people because you're busy you essentially sacrifice that it kind of makes me want to cry a little you sacrifice it for the sake of the group and that's so beautiful and so important and I would fall apart if I didn't have people like you because what good is it to be in a corner with one person while the world falls apart (laughs) yeah So thank you for being a cold biatch. (laughs) That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface. And you'll continue to follow along as we take you Inside the Armor.